once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the C-Squared podcast with Corey and Curtis. We are here today with Sean Frazier, owner of Wise Blood Records and writer for Decibel Magazine, all-around metal extraordinaire, obviously. And uh, he's going to be dropping some knowledge bombs, as we always do on this show. So first, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. We are super happy to have you here. Uh, thanks for the invite. This is awesome. Uh, Curtis and I have exchanged it's got to be hundreds of emails at this point. So it's kind of nice. That in no way surprises me. Like not yeah. even a little. Yeah. Probably hundreds just this week, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, there, there's a bunch in there. And it's like one of those things where as a, as a writer, I want to help everybody. So it feels bad. Or I was like, man, I, it's been a couple of months since I worked with Curtis. Like oh, I, I got, no. I got to get back to him, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely know how you feel. Um, but for anybody who doesn't really know uh, your history, your resume, what you're about, do you want to just give like a brief intro of who you are, what you do, uh, your work with your label, your work with Decibel, just like the short condensed version? Sure. Yeah. Uh, back in 2013, uh, my New Year's resolution was to sort of rekindle uh, my interest and passion for heavy music. Uh, I was just kind of uh, just kind of leaving a depre- depressive episode, and my goal was to just create a blog, write every day for thirty days, just be disciplined about it, and at the end of thirty days, I'd have you know a little bit of a portfolio that I could go and share with uh, with other websites and and print magazines, which is my favorite medium. So. Um, it was called Mr. Growl, and from that, uh, I sent it out uh, to pretty much any anyone I could think of, and the first and only yes I got at the time was from Decibel, uh, wow. and they, they gave me a shot uh, pretty much right away. Like, uh, issue 105 uh, in 2013 was my first one, and I've written in every issue since. Um, including the new one, number 200, our 200th issue. Uh, I have the cover story with uh, At the Gates for that one. Nice. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, I feel very loyal uh, to Albert, uh, the editor-in-chief at uh, Decibel and, uh, and their whole staff, including Andrew Bonazelli, who was managing editor, editor at the time. Um, but yeah, through that, uh, it, that sort of made me interested in the business side of music as well. Uh, so when I lost my job at, in March of 2020, uh, related to the pandemic. Oh, uh, wow. That's so rare that that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of was like, well, I've never had the time or the energy to do this. So maybe this is the time, you know, the, the money was the scary part, you know, financing uh, a venture, like a, uh, you know, a small boutique heavy metal label. Uh, I'm probably not going to, you know, be making, uh, be raking in money uh, out of the gate. So, um, you know, it's, uh, this is sort of started from the uncertainty of the pandemic. And I'm really excited about what's ahead 
for uh, Wise Blood Records. Yeah, as as shit as the pandemic has been, there have been a lot of really exciting ventures that have come out of it, and a lot of people seem to have uh, been finding their you know their true passions within all of this extra time that we've all had. So it's quite nice to see people taking a bad situation like learning or like losing a job and turning it into a learning experience of creating your own label. That's just super impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, that was sort of one of the themes of the cover story I wrote for Decibel 198. That was a, a year without shows. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard finding a silver lining, you know, in the past year. Uh, but for me, it was a really hard reset. You know, I was with the same company for 13 years and uh, worked my way from being an overnight dispatcher to vice president in the corporate sector. Uh, and I was just dropped like like it was nothing, you know. Um, so uh, out of that sort of capitalist uh, purgatory, <laughs> you know, that I, that I was sort of feeling, uh, mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know, it's inevitable that I'm going to have to make money for other people uh, along the way, but I would really love to turn my focus and time and resources uh, to uh, helping local and regional music grow. And in the process, maybe I'll have like a really humble uh, living, you know, in the business side of music uh, mm -hmm. as I, as I grow. So question then, so you're still doing the label full-time in decibel. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. So wow. I am, uh, you know, Decibel is a part-time job uh, yeah. and it's the best possible part-time job. Like it's, it's, he's really the, the only boss I've, uh, I've ever had that I have felt was like really looking out for the interests of the whole staff. It's just, it's a lot of mouths to feed. You know, we have yeah. 40 writers on that staff. So it's like hard to make sure everybody's happy. Um, they have certainly taken care of me. Uh, and I've done a lot of cover stories over the past, you know, three or four years. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I do that. Uh, I bartend also, uh, part-time, uh, just got back to that for the first time in 13 years. So that's, uh, you know, last cool. time I was doing it, I had a mohawk and a handlebar mustache. So things have uh, changed a little, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, and then it, the separate thing that wise blood records is definitely like, Whenever I have free time, I I suddenly don't because it all goes to the label. Cool. Just trying, just trying to clarify how, how much time you're putting in. So, when oh, you yeah. start, when you started it, how much upfront cash did you have to put into it, like ballpark figure, like just so people kind of get an idea of what you need to do funding wise for a label. Mm -hmm. uh, it was about two grand, uh, two well, grand for me. Um, just to get just to kind of get like started you know yeah. uh, i know i didn't want to really cut any corners uh i wanted to have uh the llc i wanted to have uh, a decent website i wanted my Bandcamp presence to be really strong because that's how i find a lot of unsigned bands that's how i think a lot of people do um you know so i wanted uh i wanted a label account on there uh, so the bands assigned with me get those perks of being, of having like a pro, uh, account on Bandcamp. Um, and then there's all the other stuff that you don't even think about all the packing supplies, you know, uh, it is not, uh, necessarily, uh, a glamorous role running a label. Yeah. It's a lot of like finding, you know, like which, which is the most handsome envelope that I can yeah. <laughs> Totally. 
finding oh. the sexiest cardboard box to put merch Ooh, into. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh my god, this is pre perforated. Oh um, my. Is this is this is this pop free bubble wrap? Oh my god. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when I got these black bubble mailers, that was like a whole new world. And I was like, now oh. people can pick it out, you know. Like, oh, that's uh, where it's at, right? That is class. That you drink your tea with your pinky out, don't you? Oh, oh, I feel very good <laughs> putting those out. You know, and I do like little personal touches. Like I, I put a wax stamp on a thank you note for oh, every cool. single like first time order. Uh, you know, so, and I'm personally there. So there's nobody else to do it. So it's just that's me awesome. in my office, you know, dripping wax like very awesome. slowly, but they're worth it. So, so, okay. So like, okay. So you started that you actually did an LLC in the whole nine yards. You're an actual real label. You, what you're actually doing like, you're setting up as a company so what other kind of things do, do people that are going to start a label have to look out for in your opinion like what kind of things are they going to forget about well uh the biggest thing is you have to build in extra time uh for for shipping and receiving uh yeah. you know products uh, I, yep. I'll say product throughout this interview, and it makes it sound like very white collar. But I hope you you, did, you know what I mean, like the, the yep. sellable stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the music itself is art, but the you know the merch is the product, basically. But yep. um, but yeah, I mean, you you saw this past year, it really showed how fragile uh, the vinyl industry was. You know, like one plant burns down, and then all of a sudden. Yep. Oh, you know, another one goes out of business and people are backed up months and months. Uh, so really having uh, your fingers on the pulse of what you can realistically expect for turnaround time. You know, for, I know that if I order CDs, I'm going to get that shit quick. That's going to come to me in under a month, you know, probably three weeks. CDs are easy. CDs are fast. Uh, a cassette, it's going to be more like six to eight weeks, you know, if uh, if you want that. Uh, and vinyl, you know, we haven't even dipped our toes into vinyl, which I love that medium. Um, but, uh, but you know, if you miss the mark on a release with vinyl, you're, that's two grand right there. You know, forget yep. about the setup costs. That's like 2000 just to have like a minimum of 100 uh, yep. records, pretty much. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. But uh, so I would always be careful, like when you're, when you're planning out your schedule, I, I am totally a spreadsheet nerd and I love that stuff. I love project management and organizing. Uh, and I, Curtis is like laughing cause he's like, Oh yeah. How organized were you when you were late on my last premiere? But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing cause I, Cor Cor well, actually Corey does the same shit though. That's why I'm also laughing. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. I'm the only non-spreadsheet nerd here, and I'm just laughing at you two because you guys are both so organized. Anyways, go ahead, Chuck. No, no. Without them, I would die. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I love that stuff. And you know, I'm the I'm a type of guy when I have a band I'm interested in, I send I have a PowerPoint ready to go of you know like these are our last three or four albums these are the sales we had this is the reach uh, so I have all these numbers and the, all this data. Um, that I think impresses them because, you know, you, you meet all sorts of people in this industry uh, and a lot of people either don't have the time or, or the inclination to be organized, uh, in that way. So I think if anything, that's where I saw my role is like, maybe yeah. I can help people, uh, manage their rollout of their album, uh, and get them more reach, which is something, I mean, you, you both do. Uh, as yeah. a writer and as a as a publicist as a PR uh, 
but elite tier PR guy. So elite tier, yes. <laughs> elite tier. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not very well organized. Ask Corey. I'll remember things at the last month. God shit! I'm supposed to do that for tomorrow. The fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it gets done. It gets Did done. Did we ever do that. this thing? I'm already on it, Curtis. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. Anyways. There's a Corey. lot of that. There's a lot of that that happens. Mm-hmm. Um. But speaking of like organization and planning your schedule and stuff, just flipping onto the other side of what you do. Um, I know that it's very different writing for a blog versus writing for print. I write for a blog, obviously. So everything is very in the moment, but writing for print, you have to plan everything out. And if a band is pitching you, what are the key differences between pitching for the blog versus pitching for the print magazine? Well, I, I have to say off the bat that I don't schedule a lot of the stuff for print. Um, a lot of that goes through Elbert at Decibel. He's the boss. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's his baby. And I think what a band has to understand when it comes to print is those every page, that's, that's money. You mm-hmm. know, that's money and there's a finite amount of space uh, with page count and word count and all that. Um, so it is a really valuable commodity to be in the print magazine and it is and it's not personal if they're not selected there's only so many reviews that are going to be in there there's only so many profiles you know uh so don't take it personally if it doesn't work out it's all it's timing what can you do if you're up against you know at the gates announcing a new album you Mm -hmm. know it's not it's not going to be your month for the cover story that's all um, so I think, uh, being able to gracefully, uh, receive bad news or, uh, or a rejection is, is crucial, uh, for a band. Cause we're going to face rejection all the time. It's just, uh, you know, you're not going to be a good fit for every, uh, for every venue. Uh, yep. so for, so for print, I would say also, you got to get out there in front fat, like you got to get out there like two months in advance, at least. You know, and, and, and pitch for, for print stuff. Um, because like you said, you know, uh, this at the gates uh, cover story they just announced, I turned that in probably six weeks ago, you know, and, and now it's announced. So yeah, I've been holding on to these secrets for so long and that's just like, uh, that's the print for you. Um, mm-hmm. But when it comes to a blog, I still book up I, two months uh, in advance. And that's why I apologize to Curtis like uh, on a regular basis because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm I'm booked up until like right now I'm booked up through the end of June, um, mm-hmm. you know, and there's probably a lot of reasons. Maybe I'm easier to get in touch with than some other people. You know, uh, I think some other writers, it's their prerogative, but they don't really like to be uh, contacted on you know, maybe social media about covering yeah. stuff. They, they want that divide between professional and personal life. And yeah. I get it. Like that, that's totally, that's not me. I'm pretty accessible, but, yeah. um, but, uh, but I would just say trying to send out your album two months before uh, two months before release is kind of what I would suggest you know uh with my releases right now for wise blood we're doing it uh six to seven weeks because in a lot of uh a lot of those uh, campaigns that i'm handling myself you know i already have my targets i have my targets and i know if i get one or two early that i can like take it easy and find the right person to like uh stream a full album um so uh, I, I think that's the main thing is understanding the scheduling. You can't hit up a writer 
you know, the week of and say, Hey, can you do this uh, video for me? It's going to feel uh, a little disrespectful of their time. Um, Cause this is a, a lot of these people are doing it. Uh, maybe they're getting paid like 10 bucks a post, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and most of them are. And uh, so, you know, if, if I could also have um, a word of advice to writers and, and bloggers, like you don't owe any band or label coverage. You, nope. you don't. You know, and, and I and I feel that because I've been on both sides, you know, uh, but sometimes life is just so wild and your time is your own. And uh, as I get older, um, I think time is my most precious commodity, like for sure. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the, you don't owe the band's coverage and hopefully the bands understand that it's not personal. There's just time is a finite resource. Uh, and and that's what it comes down to, but by asking, by at least taking your shot, you know, maybe you warm them up for next time and maybe they'll remember you leave them with a good impression. Um, and and that's kind of like a tip I give the bands that are on my label. Like, uh, if someone says no, you got to thank them even harder than if they said, yeah, you know, so that they remember you. I agree. Uh, one thing I do want to point out as well is that a lot of times, writers will not respond and that Corinne's always fond of saying that no response is a response too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. just, just as a tip for anybody listening, um, what, how many times would you say would be good for you uh, for a band or a publicist to follow you up? Like when, how, how many times is too many times and when is no answer an answer for you personally? Uh, well, first of all, I never begrudge somebody taking their shot. You know, yeah, I, respect, I respect the hustle and I'm always very polite if I say no. Um, yeah. But I would say one follow up is is plenty, uh, you know, and and a lot of times I don't even see those because honestly, I get 50 to 60 promos a day uh, in, in my email, you know, so it's just not it's just numbers game. You know, yeah. as, as stuff comes in, I'll kind of take a look at, you know, the label, the publicist, a couple yeah. for fans of or genre tags. And if I'm in the mood for it, I'm like, okay, I'll star that, you know, and the next time I'm doing label stuff and I'm just like filling packages, I might be like, yep. all right, let's go through the three or four <laughs> that I tagged, uh, that I starred today. And cool. that's all I have time for, you know, I'm missing a lot of awesome music. I know it, um, yeah. but you know, I, I can't lose, lose sleep over it. Cause I'm also hearing uh, some great stuff. And you only got, what is it? Once a week that you do, do your blog post. It's only once a week, isn't it? Yeah, now it's once a week. It used to be every other week, you know. Yeah. So that was that was really tough. But um, but yeah, once every every Wednesday at nine thirty in the morning, I premiere something at Decibel, and uh, you know, eighty percent of the stuff is things I picked personally. Every yeah. once in a while, it's an assignment down from Elbert, and sometimes it's like a last minute favor. Um, yeah, but but almost always it's something that I like personally curated and sought out and said yes this is my taste uh I would love to uh represent this and, and share it with uh, the decibel readers makes sense I, ju- I just wanted to point out the once a week because that means you're only doing like 48 posts a year that you can actually cover so right. that's yeah. not and in the grand scheme of things plus print stuff um mm-hmm. Or did you have a follow-up on that before I we go on the next one? Um, just one that you've asked me and we've asked, you know, like Greg and stuff. What uh, is the, like, the worst pitch you have ever received? Or, like, just the most, what I the hope, hell was this person thinking? I hope it was for me. Let's hear it. 
It's definitely not from you, Curtis. Uh, I hope no, so. There have been some that just genre-wise, I don't really know how they got in touch with me. You know, so I'll get like uh, some country. You get a lot of weird stuff. rap. No, I don't get any rap. Uh, See, I get a lot of weird hip hop, and I don't know why. Yeah, I, man, I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't know why we've missed out. Our Venn diagram doesn't include. You know, the people uh, sending me rap. I don't know if you get country. I get some of that stuff. I do not get country. I, I just okay. get a lot of weird, like, rap and indie, like, alt-rock that I'm like, okay. Why? Yeah, uh, I think, the, honestly, the worst ones I can, it's always a name. Like, sometimes a band name is enough to turn me off on something. Uh, so sometimes either it's, like, too goofy or it's really dated or, uh, or something like that uh that that's pretty much it like most of the the pitches i get are just holics uh promos mm -hmm. uh most of them and the ones that i don't the ones that aren't usually go to my spam you know and i have to dig them out um yeah. so yeah i don't get a, a ton of personal like really bad ones the the worst ones are have a sense of urgency and it will it, it's obvious there was not much planning into like the scheduled rollout of the album those are the worst ones yeah um, those are definitely about... frustrating where it's i get the promo the day of the release and they expect me to do something yeah <laughs> yeah you you, you missed the train man i'm sorry uh you know and and it's tough because you know i understand from the artist's perspective they recorded this stuff in some cases you know nine months ago they just want it out there but yep. if, if you don't plan your campaign right, and Curtis, I know you can speak to this, uh, yep. you're releasing it to nobody but the people that we're going to hear it anyway. You yep. know, to just your your inner social circle. Um, so you're really you're not putting your album into a position to succeed when you do last minute stuff like that. Um, I, I want to ask though. So it, we talked about your what's the best way to pitch you other than what you said, the Holix thing, like if you got like, what would be like your ultimate, I will do this because this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, uh, the writer, the big decibel writer, he's also writes for like Revolver, Jay Bennett, uh, yep. once, once told me flattery gets you everywhere. Uh, so being familiar with who, what I've covered in the past and referencing something I've written is a great way to catch my attention. Okay. Um, you know, just uh, because <laughs> it doesn't, it never hurts to know like, oh, wow, I'm not writing just into the void. You know, people yeah. actually read this. Um, but uh, that's a great way. Uh, giving me uh, a couple genre or band references, um, especially again, if I've covered them and, and they know like, hey, it sounds like, uh, you know, we were talking about some, some black metal bands today, uh, Curtis. Yeah. So if we said it sounds like that band, I go, well, what do you know? I premiered them last month. Yep. What, a, what a coincidence. I, I, I had forgotten you premiered them. I totally forgot. I was going to look for who to pitch at Decibel, and then you fucking just email me out of the blue. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right. I forgot all yeah. about it. That was funny. You know, that was, that was uh, but, but I think that's uh, being informed. You know, being informed, talking to the per personalizing your pitch is like the biggest thing. It's like you approach it like you're doing a, co a cover letter for a job yeah. you know yeah. uh, when i'm doing my pr right now you know our labels new so yeah. every single email i send out is is personalized in some way usually it's just the couple of oh. first intro sentences 
Yeah. Um, but if they worked with me before, I thank them. Uh, if they haven't, I introduce a quick intro. I mention something they've done. I liked, uh, you know, it's not just like robo mailing people out. Uh, I, I have to do that a lot of the times just because of, because of what I got, but I mean, oh my God, that, that must be time consuming. I, I remember having to do it like yeah. that. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And the sheer mag, you know, volume of what you're handling, Curtis, I, you know, I don't, I don't expect that, but you do yeah. that. I'm sure when you're asking for specific premiere dates. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For fu- yeah. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I will not robo. Yeah. Not on that. Not, not unless I'm like the desperate mode, like you and Corey were just talking about Then I might, ah, who do I just blast it out to? Right. So who can I find on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. Who can I find on Twitter right now? Um, is Sean, Sean's still there? I think we just lost Sean. I think we've lost. Nope, is he? Fro- nope, he's fro- oh, frozen. no, he's coming back. Yeah, Maybe he's, potentially. No, no, he's fro- frozen. Let's see if we can get him back. Because uh, I got a killer follow up question to that if, once we get him back. But, Corey, while we're waiting, why don't you go over what your, uh, how you like to be pitched just momentarily since while we're waiting for him? Usually just by email. Um, social media will probably get lost for me. Um, yeah. Just. My, my Facebook, it'll go get filtered to requests. Instagram, it'll get filtered and I won't see it. Um, Twitter can be okay, but I don't always get those. I don't get, the, I don't get to DMs as fast as I do emails. Emails I will get to faster and I can keep track of them easier. So I prefer email. Um, Sean, you mentioned you, don't, you do like, don't mind being pitched on social media. So what like, can you kind of like clarify when a band should try to get you on social versus when they should go after email? If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I always prefer email um, yeah. because I, I just don't like being on somebody else's time, you know, yeah. uh, and having them like hinge on a on response. Uh, but you know, it, if someone takes their shot, it's, it's just going to, it's going to guarantee a response, which I almost feel bad. I think I wish I wasn't saying that, but yeah. you know, I'll, I'll probably respond um, faster with a message. You just, you got to be tasteful with it and you can't hammer me with, with questions. Uh, you know, that is uh, I got, I got a lot of stuff going on. So it really is just like, I will entertain uh, like a one, one message like, Hey, uh and again it better be personalized i get a lot of just like a link sent my way and i will ignore that you know i i I, I have the same the same kind of rule with that as i do submissions to the record label you know if i feel like it was just you know a copy paste job i don't think they have earned a response from me um necessarily because i receive submissions every day um but uh but if they put in the effort you know i had to unfortunately reject someone's pitch this morning and it was a it was an awesome pitch you know they they used my motto uh to open it and like nice. why the labels values meant something to them uh they referenced a band on the label so they were keeping track of what i'm releasing mm-hmm. um nice. they did everything right and it's just not the right timing and and not the right sound for me right now yeah. you know um so that it's it's tough i want to say yes to everybody you know i wish yeah. I, I always think like the super wealthy uh aren't, aren't doing it right if i was rich i would i would be having such a grand time putting out like weird obscure swedish death metal like all the yeah. time oh my gosh Curtis and I have had this exact conversation about what we would do if we were like 
multi-millionaires or billionaires we would just yeah. be funding so many bands it would be ridiculous there's the this massive death metal wave for me yep. oh <laughs> yeah you know what well, yeah the wealthy uh, wasted on the boring unfortunately <laughs> right none of them have a haunted castle like they're all living in their right. southern california mcmansions and like where is their castle with the questionable groundskeeper with a possibly horrifying backstory oh like, yeah so boring. <laughs> I agree. Um, so now one last thing I want to talk about pitching here. So mm -hmm. for both of you guys, I guess, since you guys are both journalists. So, mm -hmm. okay. So if a band, so if a band pitches you, they follow up, then they D DM you on social media. Should they give up with you or just kind of like keep going? Sean, what, 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 what do you say to that? So they sent me an email. I, I didn't respond. So then yep. they sent me a message as a follow-up. Yep. Um, they have that, not liked or anything like that. They've been weird. They just sent a polite follow-up saying, uh, you know, have you seen my email? Blah, blah, blah. Really want to get in the decibel. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would give the sort of the same advice for this as I would uh, dating. Like you have to be able to know like when you have to walk away and the person's not interested, you know? Uh, so uh and that's just something that it's, you know, it hurts your pride a little bit, but yeah. I guarantee it's not personal. You know, it's, it's, it's just time and you're going to find uh, someone who resonates with it more. Um, yeah. And, and that's all, that's all I could really say about it is, uh, you know, if you're not getting a response, you, it's way better for you to put your resources into somebody else who will, uh, who will be, who will be more responsive, you know? uh that that's what like two message max uh, for me cool what mm -hmm. about you Corey? uh yeah it would probably be, be about you know about the same um okay. if after a couple of times i haven't responded chances are it's just not resonating with me for some reason and uh like we've pointed out previously i have a day job i also manage a band i'm working like a billion hours every week so <laughs> i wish i could say like personally no to everybody just so they know but i just i can't and i it's because it's just too much there's too many yeah. things in my inbox and either you've gotten buried or it just wasn't right and uh there are a lot of other metal fish in the metal ocean so yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with i think trying more than one author at yeah. the same publication yeah. Yeah. um like if it yeah. doesn't work for greg Sometimes he'll throw me stuff. And if it's something that doesn't, that's not my jam, I'll throw it back to him. So, yeah. I mean, we all internally pitch each other as well. So just be aware that there's, there's more than one option to get into a publication, but if you're not getting it with anybody there, try a different one. Um, yeah. Because the more traction that you get elsewhere the more attention you'll get from the big boys too. Cause if everybody starts talking about your band, but metal injection, we're going to be like, wait a minute, what are we missing? Yep. Yep. Mm. Um, Sean, just as a quick question on that. So just to clarify, because when a band pitches you directly or a publicist, you have to get the final okay from Albert still for the bloggers or are you the last stop on it? I'm the last stop for the blog. Uh, you know, he trusts his uh, staff people to cover stuff that is, 
you know, that has like the extremely extreme uh, in mind, yeah. you know? So once in a while I get requests for like acoustic versions of songs or maybe like a post-punk song that's like way closer to Joy Division than Cannibal Corpse, uh, yeah. you know? And uh, how many of those am I going to do a year? Probably just one or two. Uh, you know, I, I try to, you know, <clears throat> stay dedicated to to the genres uh, that that motor that magazine. Um, and I do want to say, like, if someone is rejected by Decibel, like Decibel is like a pretty, it's a, like a pretty high plateau, you know, for yeah. coverage. Uh, there's a lot of awesome blogs with really thoughtful reviews, fantastic writers that are maybe a little more accessible. Um, mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with staying there, you know, yep. and all the writing community is pretty, pretty well uh, connected. So I follow a lot of my friends that write on blogs like, you know, Cave Dweller or Ghost Cult, you know, that might have smaller yep. followings, but it's great yep. coverage. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I discover stuff all the time from those yep. other from those other blogs because mm -hmm. we're all voracious readers and and fans of new music so you know maybe i'll get around to liking it for the next one you know mm -hmm. just like so there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with building with some smaller podcasts or or blogs or anything it, it's all good it's all good all coverage Agreed. is good coverage um but I mean like if somebody took the time to write about your band even if they have a hundred followers somebody still took the time to say something nice about your band and yeah. that kind of stuff even if it's small it's still good to have and it's still good to say oh, thank yeah. you and show your appreciation yeah oh yeah that that passion there's you can't put a price on it you know mm -hmm. uh for for the label for wise blood um you know, we have some fans that do YouTube channels and they'll do like reaction videos for our right. stuff. Uh, and, you know, they buy almost everything I, I put out. And th those people uh, mean so much to me. So I'll always throw in extra things. You know, I'll give them like wholesale pricing, uh, whatever keeps them happy, because you can't you can't buy that type of connection and passion. Um from people so i treat them really well uh so i think bands could treat you know the writers that cover their stuff like yeah you treat them like friends because they, they are they are allies totally definitely um, and you never know when one is going to graduate to a big publication too that's a yeah yeah for sure exactly i um, i got my start at metal injection but most people don't and yeah. so as they build up their portfolio, they're going to end up somewhere bigger if they've got that same passion. So hold on to those people as long as you can. And I want to point out you were rejected at Metal Injection for like, what, a year or something like that? Me? No, not that long. <laughs> it just took a few weeks of pestering. Oh, it's okay, fine, whatever. We were supposed but to it, it took a year before they actually let me start writing. I was their That's social media manager for a year. But it took That's me a I year did. of going, hey, Rob, can I write about this? Hey, Rob, can I write about go. this? Hey, Rob. <laughs> There we go. Until he finally said, fine, you can start writing about the bands that you like. <laughs> That's what I... That's so, very freeing. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got about eight minutes left. So I want to I round this up with uh, questions for Sean. So like, if you're doing it all yourself, so how long did it take you to get a contact list up to do your PR and stuff? Because it that's hard to do. 
So mm -hmm. how, how long did it actually take you to like kind of work out a contact list? Because most labels suck at this. I don't know how you're doing it. And I'm assuming you're doing, you're doing okay. But like how, how, like how did you do this? Uh, well, my approach is a lot more targeted, uh, you know, to obviously because I'm a music journalist, I have a lot of friends who are also music journalists. So, True. you know, uh, I, I don't want to lie and say this is just all my ingenuity. You know, there's certainly a, a bit of nepotism at play here, uh, but it's but it's for the it's for the sake of good. So, you know, I'm not I'm not going to yeah. complain, but, you know, I definitely get uh, I'm in the express line you know, to allow these writers because they know me uh, over time. Uh, and I've made a good impression. You know, I've hit all my deadlines. I uh, am pleasant to, to work with, you know, so I have a track record of being easy to work with. So they want to work with me. Um, mm -hmm. And hopefully, hopefully the next thing will just be, you know, the quality of the releases starts to speak for itself. Um, so, yeah, I, I started with a really small pool of uh, writers I wanted to target, uh, and it's expanding. It's expanding more as I learn about YouTube, as I learn about podcasts, because those are weak spots for me. Yep. Uh, you know, so I want to learn something new every week, you know, uh, which I do because I, I listen to you. I listen to uh, Matt Bacon. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of wisdom out there. Um, so, you know, nobody's alone with this. Like there are so many people that are eager to uh, to help you discover the resources to do this better. Um, you know, I had a lot of conversations with other label owners uh, last summer when I was starting this, uh, like uh, Thomas from Redefining Darkness, uh, James from Transylvanian uh, Tapes. Um, you know, a few other, a few other labels were great and they all said the same thing. Like, you're going to feel like you don't know what you're doing and nobody does at the start, you know, nobody <laughs> so, you know, just yep. like for me, it was just important to stick to my mission statement, which was to, you know, 50% of my roster will be local and regional at all times. Mm -hmm. uh, and to stick with the bands and fans mentality, just keep both of them happy. And yep. over time, the brand will will grow uh, if I just work with integrity. Uh, so yeah, I've just been targeting my list really carefully, and now it's and now it's starting to grow a little bit. But I only send out about seventy to eighty uh, coverage requests to start, oh. and wow. then and, and that's it. Yeah. Well, wait a minute here. So 70 to 80 total, but those are all personal, you said, right? Not You're not using a holic, right? Okay. Do, yeah. you, do you use holics or anything like that, or it's just all of it's personal? It's all personal right now. And uh, and holics is in the plan for next year. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so holics, I think, will make my job a lot easier. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. as, as, as I'm sort of uh, learning all of these um, all these tools that are out there at my disposal, um, you know, I've, I've realized like what I can save time uh, doing just to be just to put out a better product, you know, yeah. and also I'm figuring out my schedule still because I'm trying to do one album a month uh, from January through September um, because those are the months that get considered for end of year coverage. You know, and yeah. if you're if you're after September, you yeah. know, print magazines have already gone to the already gone to the printer. So, um, you know, and I'm going to use like October through December 
to just sort of plan for the next year. I have a new demo series I'm putting out and that's why that's just a series for new bands. Uh, that's like a smaller commitment, like 25 tapes and CDs, mm-hmm. uh, just to give them a taste of label, uh, like a label exposure, but I'm not going to be putting the same, uh, PR time and energy into those albums. It's just going to be kind of like handling the financial aspect for the band. Um, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, or did you have another follow-up before we wrap up? No, not on that. Did you have a, a wrap-up question? I know you have well, your, your, I, your always, I have a question face on. I do have a question. <laughs> but um, I, well, I, I wanted to ask Sean, so number one, so what, not number one, this is the overall question. What should type of band should be submitting to your label? Oh, man. You know, I have a whole list of like uh, my very specific genres I love. Uh, but I will say I'm big and I don't have a sludge band yet or like like a stoner doom band. And I really want one. So I'm waiting for someone to knock me out uh, with a really good uh, stoner doom, like electric wizard type type album. Um, so I'm waiting on that. And I just love. I'm not big into black metal, but I really like vampiric black metal because it like scratches a teenage itch for me. So if you have like candelabras and you're singing about Elizabeth Bathory, I'm probably going to be into that. So uh, very specifically, please send me your demo if you're writing about Elizabeth Bathory. And Stoner Stoner Doom. And yeah, and Stoner Doom. What if it's Stoner Doom about Elizabeth Bathory? Oh my god! Yeah. Immediate, immediate signing. I know there's someone in a, like has a one man project who's now going to write that, <laughs> and I can't wait to hear it. That's freaking hilarious. That'll be your uh, first foray into vinyl, right? Yeah, first vinyl guaranteed. Yes, oh it'll actually god. have blood inside the record. Do it! I will buy that. <laughs> the one thing I just realized, Sean, we never we never brought up before we before we wrap up. Can you just kind of go over really quickly? You just released a song from Grave Ripper, I think it was. Was it Grave not? Ripper. Oh yeah. Was it Grave Ripper? Yeah. yeah. Can you can you kind of talk about that for a brief second and then we'll wrap up because we didn't Yeah, for you... sure. Yeah. Grave Ripper is this fantastic black and thrash band. Uh reminds me of Skeleton Witch and Creator. They are yeah. right here uh from Indianapolis where I live and they played at the show where I proposed to my future wife. Uh awesome. so their performance in that show really uh, inspired me to sign them. Um, and I can't, I can't wait to share that whole album with you, man. Uh, both of you. I'll, I'll send it your way uh, after this interview. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, Corey, you got anything else before we wrap up? Uh, no, not, not for Sean. I do want to give a huge shout out to our host, Ghost Cult Magazine. They uh, put our podcast on their site every single time we air it. They're awesome supporters of us. So I just wanted to give them a huge thank you. And awesome. Curtis? Any follow-ups for you? No, I just want to say party on, Corey. Party on, Curtis. Party on, Sean. Party on. (laughs) If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.